Dalit Adar, Sadiq, His Life, 209-83. In the meantime, there was an order to kill the commanders, and they cut off their heads. Meanwhile, the sequence of events returned to what it had been before, namely that someone was lying on the ground surrounded by circles of people, and so on. They ran to the commanders. Everything happened as described before, except that now I saw that the commanders did not throw their merits to the light. They simply took their merits and went to the light and broke their hearts and began to beg and make entreaties before the light, and sparks fell from the light into their mouths. They intruded more, and the light turned into a river, and the creatures were formed, etc. They told me, these ones will live, because the first one deserved to be killed for throwing their merits to the light and not making entreaties before these latter ones. I didn't know what this meant. They said to me, go to that room, and they will tell you the explanation of this. I went, and there sat an old man. I asked about the matter. He took his beard in his hand and said to me, My beard is the explanation of what happened. I still don't know, I said. Go to that room, he replied, and there you will find the explanation. I went there and saw a room infinitely long and broad, entirely filled with writings. Wherever I opened, I saw an explanation to the story. Gabinatan writes, All this I heard directly from his holy lips. He said that all his Torah lessons contained references to this vision and the entire lesson beginning nine tikunim, Likutem Oran section 120, is a commentary on it. Someone with understanding will see in this lesson numerous remarkable references to the vision. Note the explanation given there of the opening of the heart, a concept alluded to in the verse, He opened the rock and waters gushed out, Psalms 105.41. These are the rivers mentioned in the vision. If you understand the whole lesson well, you will be able to understand some of the illusions in this awesome vision. Regarding the person who is sitting on the ground, and then later on, when the Rebbe looked again, he was no longer there, and they told him that he had become cold and had expired. This is the same idea as a soul referenced to in the lesson, a soul racked by suffering. This suffering is characterized by the Rabbi's picture of the way of the Torah. Bread and salt shall you eat. Masechet Avot 6.4, cited in the lesson. The same Mishnah continues, And on the earth shall you sleep. Possibly the fact that in the vision this person was lying on the ground is an allusion to this Mishnah. The circles of people surrounding him, and then the people sitting in no particular order, seem to parallel the idea of how everyone receives from this soul. This is because this soul is the source of all Torah explanations. Possibly the way all the people were moving their lips is an allusion to this. Namely, Possibly the way all the people were moving their lips is an allusion to this, namely that they were revealing Torah explanations. This is why when the one in the middle, who corresponds to this soul, became cold and expired, all the others stopped moving their lips and speaking. For when this soul becomes cold, i.e. departs, there is no strength to draw forth Torah explanations, as explained in the lesson. If you examine the vision and the lesson in great detail, you will be able to understand more awesome illusions. His Wisdom, 76 Many times the Rebbe told us that it is best to study a subject rapidly and not to spend time on each detail. Study with speed and simplicity. Understand each thing in its own context and do not confuse yourself with its relation to other subjects. 
If you do not understand a concept, do not spend too much time on it. Go further, and in most cases, you will eventually comprehend the first thing as well. The Rebbe said that when you study, you need only read the words aloud and in order. Then you will automatically understand. Do not confuse yourself by trying to understand everything at once. You will have much difficulty and end up understanding nothing. Concentrate on what you are studying. Read the words in order and with enthusiasm. Understanding will come by itself. What you do not understand at first, you will comprehend later. Even if there are things you never understand, the quantity outweighs all else. The Talmud teaches, learn everything and then seek understanding. Masechet Abod 19a and Masechet Shabbat 63a. You must read the words even if you do not understand them completely. It is written, my soul broke through with desire. Psalms 119.20 The Talmud comments that the surface must be broken, but the depths need not be explored. One need only read the words, even if he doesn't understand fully. When you study quickly, you will absorb a great deal. You will be able to review each volume many times. What you do not understand at first will appear simple the second or third time. You will eventually understand all that you can understand. The Rebbe spoke about this so often that everything cannot be recorded. But what we have quoted here is excellent advice. Follow this path, and you will complete many volumes. You will have a better understanding than one who tries to comprehend everything the first time. A person who is overly meticulous can become confused. Often he will abandon his studies completely and end up with nothing. Sefer Amidot, Torah Study, A. A holy book that was written with ink containing olive oil is especially beneficial for study. Fear of a Torah scholar is especially beneficial for study. When one studies Torah at night, the Divine Presence stands by his side. What should a person do to acquire wisdom? Let him increase his study, limit his business activities, and ask for God's compassion. One without the others is not enough. Reciting the words of Torah in a loud voice instills feeling and motion into all a person's limbs. One who studies in a loud voice is blessed with long life, and his studies remain with him. Whoever has no haughtiness retains his studies. This is also true for one who teaches others. A person benefits most when he hears his studies directly from a teacher. L'Ikotei Moharan 1, Lesson 48 4. These three concepts, the Sukkah, praying with force, and the land of Israel, also rescue people from quarrels and strife, as in, hide them in a sukkah from the quarreling of tongues, Psalms 31.21, so that the tongues, the languages of the nations, will not dominate, God forbid, and the verse will be fulfilled, then I will declare change over all nations to a lucid language, and they will all declare God's name and serve him unanimously. Tsephania 3.9 at that time, there will only be one tongue, one language, and all people will serve God in unison. Then falsehood will be eliminated, and the truth will prevail and be revealed in the world. Everyone will merit to know about the true spiritual leader of the generation, who will be widely known and revealed, and through this everyone will return to God, even the nations of the world, to serve Him unanimously. May it take place speedily in our days. Amen.
Lesson number 49. He set up a tent in their midst for the sun. Psalms 19.5. 1. Every Jew has an exalted divine component, and the essence of this godliness is seated in the heart. This godliness in the heart of a Jew is infinite, since the light of a Jew's fervor is infinite indeed. That is, there is no boundary or limit to his yearning for God. But given the intensity of the Jewish heart's infinite fervor, it should be impossible for a Jew to perform any concrete act of divine service or to bring out any good character trait, since due to the enormity of his boundless fervor, he should simply be unable to do anything at all. This whole phenomenon parallels in microcosm the events that took place at the very inception of creation, as explained at the beginning of the Etz Chaim. Initially, there was no place for the creation, because everything was God's infinity. The Holy One, blessed be He, wanted His kingship to be revealed, but it was impossible to achieve this except by having separate, finite entities, which could apprehend Him. These are the worlds that He created. The creation of these worlds made it possible for godliness to be apprehended, and for it to be known that there exists a master, ruler, and director. Therefore God withdrew his infinite light to the sides, and within this vacated space, he created the worlds. In the same way, each person must of necessity withdraw and rein in the boundless fervor of his heart in order to be able to serve God in a gradual and measured way. For God desires our service, that we serve him with good character traits, good midot, since it is through these that his kingship is revealed. The Burger and the Pauper In Egypt, the Israelites had a secret sign. Remember, I have remembered. The one who said these words would be the Redeemer. This is somewhat difficult to understand. If all the Israelites knew it, how could it be a sign? It was therefore probably known only to the elders. The final Redeemer also has certain signs. The Messiah will tell Israel everything that happened to Israel every single day, to each and every Israelite in particular. Tamar also had signs and lost them. As discussed in the Midrash, when she was being taken out to be burned, the angel of the other side took away her signs, and then Gabriel brought them back, as discussed in the Midrash. From her the Messiah will be descended. May he come quickly in our days. Amen. The story relates how each one came with a love song, and how she behaved with each one. The parallel is obvious. There were many great people who did what they had to do and made poems trying to reach the desired goal. However, no one was worthy of attaining the main goal perfectly other than the one who was truly worthy. Some are answered through a messenger or from the other side of the wall, while others are shown a face, as the story relates. However, in the end they die and have accomplished nothing, receiving the same answer that the beauty gave, but the waters have still not passed over you. This will happen until the proper leader comes. Letter number 105 It is good to thank God, who has helped me thus far, to write you things such as this, even now. It is fitting for you to bring yourself to joy over this, on this holy festival, the season of our freedom. Fortify yourself determinedly to fill yourself with joy, especially on Shabbat and the Holy Yom Tov, with all methods of joy. 
Watch yourself vigilantly, lest the fact that you may not be as happy as you could does not itself become a source of sadness and depression for you. Do not allow the joy of the holiday to become a burden. Just accustom yourself to being a free man, because, thank God, we have someone who is performing on our behalf all the tikkunim, the spiritual rectifications, that we need at all times. It is incumbent upon us to joyfully praise the Master of all that we have been able to know about, the one who is engaging in the rectifications of our souls for all eternity. You have already heard a lot of advice about how to banish sadness and to strengthen yourself in joy. May God send you and me salvation to be worthy of truly attaining the joy of Yom Tov and of making a completely new start from this point on in drawing close to God now and forever. Amen. The words of your father, writing with haste of Pesach. Nathan of Breslev. Letter 343. With thanks to God. Sunday, 5601. My dear beloved son, I received your letter just now between the afternoon prayers and the evening prayers of Erev Pesach, and we must check for Chametz right away. Therefore, I do not need to tell you what a hurry I am in. I also received the two gold coins worth of small change, and I thank you very, very much. I badly need the money right now, and particularly in those denominations. May God repay your deed. I received the slippers last week, and today I received the two containers of wine as well. May God allow me to drink the four cups of salvation and compassion, and may salvation, compassion, happiness, and joy be drawn upon you and upon your household as a result of the joy you brought me by sending me the wine. Salvation is in God's hands. At the moment, it is impossible to write much at all. Just fortify yourself mightily to be happy and to joyfully say the blessing, Shechianu, who has given us life and brought us to this time, in that you merited to send me wine for the four cups as well as the money. The trouble that you went through is not lost either, especially since you have a share in the effort and money invested in the business that I am transacting, which will greatly benefit the larger community for generations. Ashrecha, my son. Fortunate are you for every single good point that you merit to be involved in with your body and money. Just strengthen yourself with the utmost determination to put aside all your agitated musings. Just strengthen yourself with the utmost determination to put aside your agitated musings when you think everything over too much. It is all the result of downheartedness and depression. Raise up your eyes to the heavens and ask God every day to release you from this. In the merit of the approaching holy festival of Pesach, may you merit to go from the chametz, the fermenting of the mind, to the holiness of the matzah of Pesach, and from sorrow to joy. You are receiving enclosed here a letter for Lvov, and you should send it off quickly. I assume you would like to add your own loving greetings, as would be appropriate. Let happiness and joy take over. The words of your father, Natan of Breslev. Shemot HaTzadikim Names of Tanaim and Amoraim Nun Na'anai Bred Rav Yosef Barava Na'inai Nagda Rabbi Nehora Rabbi Nehorai Amora Nehorai Barshinya Abba Nehorai, Rabbi Nehorai Sava, Rav Nihilai, 
רב נעילאי בר אידי, נזירה בר נזירה, נחום הלבלר, נחום המדי, נחום הזקן, נחום איש גמזו, נחום איש קודש קודשים, נחום בר סימאי, נחום בן ירמיה, רבי נחום אחורה דרבי אילה, נחום בר נפח, רבי נחום בר פאפה, נחום שמאי דרבי אבאו, רבי נחום, נחום איש גליה, נחום בן קנה, נחומה בן אף קשיון, רב נחומי בר עדה, רב נחומי, רב נחומי בר זכריה, רב נחומי בר חייא בר אבא, רבי נחוניה בן הקנה, קנה אי בן גדוד, בנו נחום, רב נחוניה הגדול, רבי נחוניה בן אל נתן, איש כפר הבבלי, נחמיה בן אל נתן, איש כפר הבבלי, רבי נחוניה בן גודגדה, רבי נחוניה חופר שיחין, רבי נחוניה ברדר אב יוסף, רב נחוניה בן יוסף בן פחסס, רבי נחוניה איש בקעת בית חורטן, רבי נחוניה, רבי נחוניה דבית חברן, רב נחמיה האמסוני, נחמיה איש בית דלי, רבי נחמיה, נחמיה איש שיחין, רבי נחמיה דיאפו, נחמיה, רבי נחמיה בר אב יוסף, רבי נחמיה בר אב יוסף, רבי נחמיה חתני דבי נשיאה, רבי נחמיה ברדר אב חנילאי, רבנה נחמיה, רבי נחמיה בר עוגבן, רבי נחמיה בר מר עוגבן, ברדר אב יוסף, רבנה נחמיה אחוה דרש גלותה, רב נחמיה רש גלותה, רב נחמיה בן אלעזר, רב נחמיה בר שמואל בר נחמן, רב נחמיה רש גלותה, רב נחמיה בן אלעזר, רב נחמיה בר רב שמואל בר נחמן, רבי נחמיה הפכה, רבי נחמיה ברד רב חייא בר אבא, רב נחמיה ברבי יהושע. 1. Holy speech. Hashem, my God and God of my fathers, help me always sanctify my speech. Every day may I speak many holy words of Torah and prayer, making requests of you and praising your great and holy name. Moreover, may all the words relate to Torah and prayer. May I use my speech to confess my sins to you every day. May I engage in a great deal of my own prayers to you until my holy words will attract your positive attention to me and help me return to you with all my heart. Do not forsake me in those low places to which I have fallen and where I was trapped because of my many sins. Remember me and bring me forth from there. Think of me with love, as in the verse, Ephraim is a precious son to me, a child of delights. Every time I speak of him, I recall him more. Therefore I yearn for him. I will surely have compassion on him, says Hashem. Have compassion on your divine presence, which dwells with us in exile. In particular, have compassion on the holiness related to speech, which has gone into exile, because we have not spoken holy words. Help us bring that speech forth from exile by never saying a single word that is not in accordance with your will. Rather, may we never say anything that stains our speech. Rather, may we sanctify our speech by learning Torah, praying, and using our words for holy purposes, reducing an overwhelming passion for holiness. Compassionate Father, bring me close to your holy Torah. Help me study your Torah day and night until I mitigate my passions. My heart burns for you with great flames, a blazing inferno. 
mighty as death is love, harsh as the grave is jealousy. Its flashes are flashes of fire, a torch of God. The fire has gone so far beyond the proper measure that it might devour my body. As a result, my mind is confused, and my heart begins to burn for the things of the world like a fiery flame, like an oven heated by the baker, until my desires threaten to consume and burn my body and soul. I do not know where to flee in order to hide from this great fire. I wander in a desolate land, but I gain no rest from my pursuers. I have been diligent, but I remain like a bird alone on a roof. I am like a ship foundering in the heart of the seas, rising to heaven and descending to the depths, because there is no order to my ascents and descents, like a drunken man, a man whom wine has overcome. My mind is befuddled, and all my wisdom is swallowed up. I wanted to implement plans and ideas that would outsmart the enemies of my soul, but none of them succeeded. Hashem, you know everything that I have gone through from my birth to this day. Hashem, our God, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are our Maker. And all of us are the work of your hand. I am in your hand like clay in the hand of the potter. I have no wisdom, understanding, or counsel. All I can do is cry out to you alone until you will graciously bring me close to you, for your sake alone. A new heart. Help me find refuge in the words of Torah and prayer that I speak every day. May the divine spirit of holy speech hover over me, protect me, and blow upon my heart to extinguish the fire of my desires until all of my lusts will be eradicated forever. In addition, as a result of my study of the Holy Torah, may I constrict my holy fervor for you so that it will always be measured in accordance with your wishes. In the merit of my holy speech, part of which is the utterance of the words of Torah, rescue me from every sort of sin and lust. Chase the spirit of foolishness away from me, and instead, by means of the rope of holiness, which is the holy speech, help me connect myself to a spirit of life and holiness. As you have promised, I will give you a new heart and place a new spirit in your midst. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will place my spirit in your midst and cause you to obey my ordinances and keep and perform my laws. May we raise your holy sovereignty from its exile. May every member of your nation, the house of Israel, reveal the messianic holiness rooted within himself. Give us a good and long life. More than that, give us eternal life, so that we will rise at the time of the resurrection of the dead, together with the tzaddikim and all pious and wholehearted Jews, proclaiming that God is King. Hashem, our God and God of our fathers, help us keep your laws and commandments in this world. May we live to experience and inherit goodness and blessing at the time of the Mashiach, and following that during the life of the world to come. May we magnify, elevate, and glorify your sovereignty throughout the world, revealing and publicizing your holy sovereignty to all people. May we raise your sovereignty to its root, so that there will be brought about with love, friendship, and warmth a perfect unification of your transcendent holiness with your divine presence. May my mouth be filled with your praise the entire day with your glory. I will bless Hashem at all times. 
His praise is always in my mouth. May my mouth speak the praise of Hashem, and all flesh bless His holy name forever and ever. We will bless God from now and forever. Hallelujah. May I learn Torah in such a way that this book of the Torah will never leave your mouth, and you shall study it day and night. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, says Hashem, my spirit that is resting upon you, and my words that I have placed in your mouth, will not leave your mouth, or the mouth of your offspring, or the mouth of your offspring's offspring, says Hashem, from now and forever. May we recognize you who are higher than all of the worlds. May the verse quickly be realized. He will give power to his king and elevate the horn of his anointed one. Hashem is the sovereignty and he rules the nations. Saviors will arise on Mount Zion to judge Mount Esau. To Hashem is the sovereignty and he rules the nations. Saviors will arise to Mount Zion to judge Mount Esau and to Hashem will be the kingship. Then Hashem will be the king over all of the land on that day. Hashem will be one and his name will be one. Ve'ayadunay lemelech al-kora aretz, ba'yom ha'u yedna yechad, u'shmo yechad.